Good morning, everybody. This is the Marcus Today Members Podcast, 20th of April, Thursday. Usual rules, general advice only, not to be confused with advice suited to your personal financial circumstances. How are you all doing? Okay, I suppose the market's gone to sleep. We have had a great rally coming out of the banking crisis in the US, which tipped everything over in March, and we've bounced back from that, and now we've gone to sleep. Yesterday, I don't think I've seen a market that has moved less points from top to bottom as it did yesterday. I think the range was 18 points, and we ended up, what, five or something like that? And today isn't much difference, got to be said. The range is less than 30 points, and we are down six And you probably saw Wall Street down 80 points, but the Nasdaq and S&P almost unchanged. So nothing happening, basically. Results are still coming out in the US. They're sort of okay, not sending the market one way or the other. Have a look at my section. You'll see a chart of the bond yields in the US. They are going higher. Yes, the Fed are going to raise rates again. Yes, the market keeps writing about it. Yes, it's very boring. And doubtless the Fed will pause at some point soon and are thought to cut rates by the end of the year. Now, in Australia, we've got the CPI numbers next week on the 26th. That's Wednesday. And after the RBA minutes this week, it became clear that the RBA thought about raising rates at the last meeting. So it wasn't a hard pause. And they have their meeting, obviously, on the first Tuesday of every month, which is May the 2nd. So a week before that, we have these CPI numbers next week, and they will dictate what the RBA do. So Australia is very focused on that. This week, the consumer discretionary stocks, which are interest rate sensitive, and some of the tech stocks have had a bit of a dive on worries about a rate rise. The chances of a rate rise from the RBA on May the 2nd went up from 24% to 40% after the RBA minutes. So that's a bit of focus at the moment. But none of that is precipitous. None of that is too terrible. And the market's just run out of recovery momentum after the banking crisis. So here we sit. Bond yields rising and fear about rate rises just inching higher. Now, I have been a busy bee. Name that film. As you know, I put the 40% we were holding in cash into the market yesterday in the strategy portfolio. No biggie here. There just doesn't seem to be a reason to be overly cautious. We raised that 40. We got into the market two days after the market bottom last year in October, and we rode a few of the sector-based ETFs up. We had a resources, a gold, an Asian technology, and a small companies ETF. We sold those in February. have been sitting on 40% cash since February. Now appropriate just to put it in. I'm not being cute by buying sector ETFs. I've just put it into the ASX 200 ETF, the NASDAQ ETF, and the S&P 500 ETF. You can see that in my section today. Because we've bought in now, it has reduced the performances of the existing holdings as an average. But as the market has been heading up from the March low, as it's been heading back to its all-time high, 7632 was it on the ASX 200? As we're heading back there, we're just underperforming by holding cash. So we've just stuck it into the market, as I say. Nothing too cute. We are more exposed to the US than we are to Australia, which I think is appropriate. They've got more recovery potential and big tech is going to do better. 
out of a peaking interest rate vibe, which is what we're buying into. So you can see the strategy portfolio fully invested in my section today. There's also the chart of the ASX 200. We have failed four times to break the all-time high that was only set a year or so ago. We've tried four times. We are on our way towards it at the moment. If we did break the all-time high at around 7,632, it would be a technical epiphany. But I have a funny feeling that if we do get there in the next month or so, we're going to be running into the sell in May and go away seasonally worst two months of the year. The market usually peaks as well around the bank's results season as they go ex-dividend. And in order to break through, we probably need a bit of momentum. And I think we're creeping rather than smashing along at the moment. So not entirely hopeful. Everything a bit quiet, but quiet bull markets. That's what we like. The Macquarie portfolio doing okay. Okay results overnight from Morgan Stanley up 0.6 of a percent. All the banks are up today. Macquarie's up 0.4 of a percent. Westpac up 1.1 percent. NAB up 1.1. So our dividend strips in the ideas portfolio looking really quite good at the moment. They're all up about 5% since we bought them 21 days ago, which is a pretty good performance running into results and dividends. Bank of Queensland had results today. They didn't read terribly well, I've got to say, predictably cautious, but they did warn us a week ago that they were going to have some provisions. They were asked to by the regulator to increase their capital buffers, and that's going to cost them some money. So all the bad news came out last week. And on the back of the results today, interim results today, Bank of Queensland, bit of relief up 2.2%. So hasn't upset the other banks. And I've put Renko charts of Westpac, ANZ and NAB in the section, my section today. You'll see they are all ticked a brick or two or three on the Renko charts. And so has Macquarie, has to be said. Right, the other bit of work I've done today, I published yesterday two lists, one of the best trading stocks in the ASX 100, I called it. In other words, the most volatile stocks, not necessarily the best. And I also, as part of that, published the least volatile or safest stocks in the ASX 100. And I got asked on Facebook by a couple of members to add yields to that list. So today in a separate section, I've published the safe income stocks. Have a look at that. These are the least volatile stocks in the ASX 100 with their yields next to them. And it is pretty obvious, again, could have done this or told you this without actually doing any work. But banks infrastructure reads some of the lowest volatility, highest yielding stocks. But the list of the top 50, is it least volatile stocks in the top 100 in the newsletter today, I've highlighted the stocks that have got yields over 6% and over 5%. You should know this list already, but some of you might find that quite useful. The truth of the matter is, if you want income out of the Australian market, it's banks. Banks and more banks. By the way, I've put the PE of the these top stocks in the table as well. I'm not sure PE is that good a diviner of a cheap stock or not. You have to look at the series rather than one number. But I would just point out Auckland International Airport has a PE of minus 1,070. Transurban has a PE of 2,469. Just to point out, big infrastructure stocks have massive project projects with huge depreciation and their game 
is to manipulate their earnings so they don't make any profit, don't pay any tax, and they've got a, as much depreciation as they like to offset against their earnings. It is amazing to me that some of the filters, some of these software packages you can get that filter for value constantly reject infrastructure stocks because they can't see through this earnings manipulation that they do in order to report minimal profits and pay minimal tax. Anyway, you can see that in the list. Right, Henry's Take Today talks about the takeover of AQZ by Qantas, which has been blocked. He sold half his Liontown resources holding yesterday and bought some AGY. He sold half his gear ETF, has a paragraph on strategy today. Sell in May and go away, buy again on Derby Day. That is, Henry, that is an Australian perversion of the real idiom, which was sell in May and go away and come back on St. Ledger Day. St. Ledger was a race in the UK in September. Derby Day will do November. Henry also writes about the RBA revamp, which has been suggested today. And he's got a link to himself on the call, which reminds me I should provide a link to myself on Osby's yesterday talking about the Macquarie portfolio. Right, that's about it. Pretty quiet. Down six, yawn arama. AQZ down 7.4% after this Qantas bid rejection. BHP and Rio down 22 and 2.4%. Seem to be a lot of iron ore prices around, but iron ore price coming off the top. And there is also some stuff, you'll see that in my section as well, some commentary that this good uh, GDP number out of China and this bounce in Chinese exports is a temporary thing. Read that in my section. In which case, resources are riding a bit of Chinese sentiment, reopening sentiment, which will not last. Okay, that's that. A uh, quiet day. You have a good one. We will be back tomorrow.